What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Inside D3 Show. I'm your host, Morgan Cheatham, back with a brand new intro for you guys. If you're one of our new viewers, then thank you for checking us out for the first time. If you're one of our day one viewers, then we appreciate you sticking around since the beginning. So before we get started today, make sure you check us out on our website, InsideD3.com. Follow us on our Instagram and Twitter, at D3Inside. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Inside D3 Athletics, where you can find all of our episodes as well. If you happen to be on the go and can't watch our videos, you can listen to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Anchor. Also, be sure to check out the mascot of the week with Sam and any news that might drop in the meantime as well. And we got some good stuff planned for you guys for the summer, so we're definitely looking forward to that as well. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for you guys, so hopefully you enjoy the show. Today we have a very special guest. Um, she's also a friend of mine as well. She goes by the name of Marissa Iglisa. She is a former soccer player, now Stevenson University alum, was also the president of Stevenson SAC as well. But um, welcome, Marissa. What's up? Hey, Morgan. Thanks for having me. No doubt. No doubt. I'm excited for this one. This is, this is a very special one. We've never had a friend on here before. So <laughs> we're going we're gonna to see how this goes. Well, I feel very honored. <laughs> All right, so just give everybody a quick background, you know, for people that may not know who you are. Give us a little backstory of just who you are as a person, you know, what things you've been involved in, everything like that. Sure, sure. So I started out my college journey at Lynchburg College in the fall of my freshman year, which is actually now University of Lynchburg. Um, and I started actually as an exercise physiology major, but then mid-semester, I kind of grew an interest of nursing so I switched my major midway through and you know I had a great soccer experience down there um, but unfortunately it just not all of it was enough so when I was looking at Maryland schools I uh, was looking actually at Stevenson of course um, was one of the schools I was looking at but I mean of course there was other schools like Salisbury and Maryland just any way I can quickly transition back into Maryland for the re remainder of my freshman year but it was actually Coach Miller, Graham Miller, who helped seal the deal for me to come to Stevenson. And so, yeah, today I'm a recent graduate of Stevenson University, proud alumni, member of the women's soccer team, and former president of the Student Athletic Advisory Committee, ready to take on my next journey at the University of Maryland Medical Center as a new graduate nurse. I love it. I love it. So um, I want to know real quick, like, what was the reason that you wanted to choose nursing in particular? Like, where did that transition come from? Well, I, my whole life, I wanted to find a way to help people or anyone. Like, it just, it, it always interests me to be a part of that service. It's just for helping anyone and anyone, any way I can. And so initially I was thinking about exercise physiology because I was an athlete and I love athletics. So I was trying to find the best of both worlds of that. So I thought maybe becoming a physical therapist would be that. But I just, I kind of grew to wanting to get out there sooner once I realized how long the schooling would take with PT. And, you know, nursing was one of the other big majors at Lynchburg. And so I was taking a course that was a requirement for the nursing major, but wasn't necessarily an official nursing major yet. And my family also has a huge background with nursing. Like my aunt on my dad's side is a nurse manager down in DC. My mom's side, her sister is a retired nurse. Um, and then my grandmother was also a nurse. So I kind of just like figured it would be an easy transition for me to, out in the real world to be a nurse. So 
that's kind of how I got into it and I love it. I'm glad. Yeah, Stevenson's like really good in nursing anyway, really, you know, prestigious, especially in the Maryland area. So sure. pretty much sounds like a no brainer for you to really just yeah. do it. Yeah. And I'm happy with where I ended up. Yeah, for sure. So I want to know, you know, obviously you just graduated a couple months ago. So what's that transition been like from being, you know, a student athlete to, you know, being a NARP and then now you're a grad. <laughs> so what's, what's, what's life been like? Well, I got to say the undergrad experience was definitely the perfect transition for me. You know, it's, it was very rocky, but you know, an eye opening transition. It gave me every kind of lesson that you could to help you prepare for the real world. But it also gave you those fun times that you're supposed to have in college and still get to be a kid. But yeah, I just, it, it was crazy how athletics and even just doing school itself can prepare you so well for the real world. And I'm just, I'm so ready for everything and ready to take on this responsibility of myself and caring for others at my own hand. And it's just, yeah. I wouldn't have transitioned any other way. Like it was perfect. And I mean, going through a pandemic itself is like a, a whole nother little hurdle. Um, but yeah, it was great. Great transition. Athletics prepared me in the ways of, I just can't even imagine how you would go around that. So, but yeah. So let's, let's talk about the student athlete experience that you had, you know, obviously you were, you know, involved in SAC and things like that. So, what are some of the things that you've learned, you know, both on and off the field from being at Stevenson? Well, for sure, one of the biggest lessons I think I learned from being a student athlete is the whole time management. We all know our, <laughs> from being a student athlete that it's hard to transition those going away games, late night, maybe early morning practices, class time, exams, projects, papers. You all you have to find a good balance and schedule to help maintain that structure and that responsibility. And so gaining that skill of time management has definitely prepared me for this whole new real, real world adult um, perspective. And yeah, just also committing yourself to being responsible, keeping your head down, making the right decisions when it comes to, should I go to this get together or should I go out and eat, get food or should I stay in and study? like creating that responsibility was also another huge lesson I learned. And for the nursing world itself, working in a team environment on the field also prepared me, I think, very well for the nursing world because you are always working in a team environment in the medical profession to help care for everyone. Yeah, like, it's crazy. Yeah, I was going to say, there's one of the biggest takeaways from being a student athlete for me. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I feel like, you have to have your hand in so many different things, being a student athlete, being an involved student athlete, especially. And right. it's like, you have to, you almost feel like you have to excel in every single one of those. And it takes a lot of discipline, as I'm sure you know, to really just make sure that everything is, you know, where it's supposed to be and that, you know, you're on your P's and Q's all the time. Right. Yeah, so um, let's really transition into, you know, just some of the recent happenings, obviously with, you know, racial injustice and things like that going on and seeing, you know, violence going on with, with yeah. black, and black males and females and men and women out here. So I want to yeah. know, you know, from your perspective, you know, how did that hit you? 
first off. And then, you know, my second question would be, what are some of the things that you feel like you can do, you know, being on the outside looking in of all this? Right. You know, so I actually personally am not very good with keeping up with current events with like, I don't sit down at five o'clock every day to watch the news on TV. It's just, it's not in my, um, I don't know, jurisdiction. I just, I'm not about looking at that. So I usually take my time in the morning and check. It's, it's sad to say I check my um, Twitter headlines or like. Hey, it's, it happens. It's, it's really yeah. regular nowadays. Just, well, just to keep up with like yeah. current, current events in a brief, yeah. like quick way. You know, um, and so, yeah, when the whole video surfaced of George Floyd's um, death, I watched the video. And if, if anything, my first initial reaction is, how could one person let a man suffer and die like that for a whole nine minutes when this man had other people surrounding telling them to get off him? And, like, it just, it broke my heart to watch him suffer because no one ever should suffer from something like that especially if he was innocent you know I mean yeah he was caught for a criminal activity but he wasn't dangerous so it just that was my initial reaction and the way that the whole system was being um processed I just you know my my first thought is what can I do as being myself a white woman what can I do in this situation to help or just make a difference. And so when the petitions started surfacing, I that I noticed on like social media, I was like, heck yeah, why sign these things? Cause I witnessed this myself and I wanna do anything I can because in this country, it's just, it, everything was created to be, so that we all can have an equal life, an equal part. And so, yeah, the petitions was my biggest thing that I was looking for. Um, and me being a white woman as well, I have that little knowledge of everything that history-wise that may have occurred and whatnot. And so I would do my own research through documentaries, um, websites, just to help give me a better perspective being on the outside. Um, and then I would say also, lastly, what I would do is also just tell my friends that are being that are suffering through this and are just scared sad upset with everything you know I always just tell them look I don't I don't know I don't have the direct knowledge but I'm here for you I'm listening and I'm trying to understand better and I'm here for you so I and think you know my, yeah I was gonna say I just I mean I've been in that stage where I was actually the person on the outside, especially when I came to Stevenson because it's such a diverse campus and I was on our track and field team my freshman year and I just, yeah, I had never been in that kind of experience where I was the only um, white person or felt like, if anything, on our part of the team that I was on the outside of a bigger population of um, African Americans, but you know, if anything, within like the first few weeks of joining the team, I felt like I was a part of this awesome family because everybody was so welcoming to me. And I just feel like we should all be like that is open each other with arms and open hearts and whatnot. Yeah, for sure. Like it's one of those things where I think, you know, sports is 
you know, luckily one of those places where it feels like we feel some sense of equality, you know. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't always translate over to, you know, other other areas. But, yeah. um, you know, I definitely think that you being on our track team and, you know, us being a predominantly black track team is right. one of those things that probably gave you a good understanding of, of some of the things that we're, you know, the, the people we are things that we like yeah. things that we stand for so yeah. I think it's just definitely a good thing that you're in that position that you're willing to you know listen and understand and I think that's one of the biggest parts of it you know and yeah. hopefully that carries over to you know other people around you and people that look like you as well but we definitely appreciate it on this side heck yeah <laughs> so uh my last second to last question for you um let's just take a look back at you know your college career both uh -huh. on and off the field. I want to know what are some of your favorite memories from both <laughs> sides of it? <laughs> wow, I gotta say, um, it's probably a ginormous list and we'll, I could probably go on and on the whole day telling you about my, some of my favorite memories. But I mean, some of the most distinct ones from soccer, I would say was beating Johns Hopkins my sophomore year in overtime. It was like our first, it was the first time that Stevenson women's soccer had ever been Johns Hopkins. Was that and the game winner? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. <laughs> um, but honestly, it just, it's one of my favorite memories, not because that I got the game winner, but just because we were able to make a name for ourselves in our program, that we were able to beat this dominant, um, prestigious program and who were at the time ranked eighth in the nation. And, you know, uh, we were just this small little uh, Mac conference school that absolutely outplayed this this awesome program. So yeah, it was just it was really a really cool memory, and it was my coach's first year actually joining our program and being our head coach. So it was kind of cool to get that win for her too. Um, and then like another distinct uh, soccer memory was probably also beating Widener this year for my senior season because after we'd won that game we solidified our spot in the playoffs um for the MAC conference and we hadn't been back to the playoffs since I think my freshman year when I wasn't on the team so it was really cool to get that win once again for our team just to set us back on a good track for hopefully future generations and for my coach um and for us ourselves since we hadn't it's been so long since we've been to the playoffs. So that was a pretty cool memory as well. And then, I mean, all the soccer formals are always my favorite times of the year when we all get to just finally relax and get to have the fun that a college student should have. Um, and I gotta say some distinct off the field memories I had from school was, I gotta say my 21st celebration was pretty cool because um, some of my friends through me, my one other friend who, um, she almost share the same birthdays. We're two part, two days apart, but we both turned 21. And so they threw us a little surprise party with all of our friends. And then we went to a Christmas sweater party after, and it was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was pretty sweet. Um, what was the sweater? We got to know. I think there was a penguin on it. A penguin? Okay. Yeah, I think it was a penguin we'll take... with like a little, a little bell on it. Um, I just it it's my favorite one honestly because yeah I love penguins and two it's just it's so big and comfy hence how all sweaters should be 
I agree. That's that's a staple. As long as it's big, comfy, cozy, all that, I need it. I need it every time. Um, I senior homecoming was also really fun this year because uh, it was the first time where we could actually, you know, go to homecoming as college students and not have to worry about our game later in the day because our soccer game was the day before and. So our coach gave us off that Saturday and Sunday as well. So we, so we got some time to be normal college students for a day. So that was really fun. Um, and then I would say lastly, um, and it's actually kind of sad, but after our season ended, some of my uh, friends and I, we kind of went on a mini like bender week where we stayed in the same house for like three days, three or four days and just, drank, sat, and just, I don't know, talked, hung out. It was just so much fun. Like just us getting to have that little time together and celebrate an amazing career that we all had together. Um, and I just definitely think it made us better, closer as a class and just friends that I can still call some pretty cool friends that I have today. So yeah, that was a pretty sweet, it was a pretty sweet time in college. Definitely, I got to say, my senior year was probably my favorite, but made a lot of great memories. And like I said, that list can go on. There's definitely a ton more I could tell you, but. I'm sure I'm involved well, in a bunch of those, you know. So. Heck yeah. Some... <laughs> like when we got to put makeup on each other at the MAC oh, conference. That was, that was interesting. I don't want to relive <laughs> that, though. I definitely don't. I still got the pictures and videos from that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <laughs> my last question for you. Um, you know, being a D3 student athlete or former, I should say now, um, you know, coming from Lynchburg and Stevenson, both D3 institutions, what was the reason that you chose D3 in particular? So I chose D3 because I wanted to have that equal balance of pursuing a bachelor's degree strong enough that I will have a great career when I come out of college because I know I wasn't going to play sports forever I just I know that I wouldn't be able to continue on with that just health reasons and whatnot and I also wanted to still be able to continue the sport that I love competitively you know um, I just couldn't see myself playing in a club or intramural sport at a big like D1 school while pursuing my degree so yeah I, I wanted to still have that balance and when it came to um picking a school I knew that with like nursing when I eventually switched to that um, it would be a challenge to juggle the sport and also keeping up the high expectations for the nursing program but the cool thing about D3 schools is especially at Stevenson and even at Lynchburg itself they focus on making sure that mental health wise that we're all getting the necessary support and resources to give us the ability to do both. So, I mean, it's been honestly quite an honor to say that I graduated as a Division three student athlete with a successful career and also getting to have an awesome uh, career after school with nursing. So it was a good quality education. And at the same time, it was a great um, experience being a student athlete. Well, Marissa, that's all I have for you today. We appreciate you coming on, especially on such short notice. But um, I think it was a good one, and I appreciate you coming on. Um, good luck with the real world. It's it's fun, but it's not at the same time. So I'm sure you'll figure that out soon. But, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Morgan. It was good to see you.
So that does it for another episode of the Inside D3 Show. Thank you guys again for checking in. Stay tuned for more episodes. We drop them every Wednesday on all of our platforms. Also, stay connected on all of our platforms for any stories that might drop during the week as well. And also, stay locked in for the mascot of the week with Sam V-Rock right after this, and you do not want to miss that. So, once again, I'm Morgan Cheatham. This is the Inside D3 Show, and we are signing off. back to this uh, week's edition of the Inside D3 show. I am Sam Vibrak. I'm here um, to spotlight a new Division 3 mascot. Um, this week I'm going to do the Sol Ross State Lobos. Um, a lobo in the southwestern um, United States is a timberwolf, um, which is native to the, um, the Texas, New Mexico, and Arizona um, side of the United States. And today I'm going to describe why Sol Ross State um, is called the Lobos. Well, the Lobos dates back to the ni 1924, um, where the branding was first developed by Wes Townsend, the captain of the Sol Ross football team. Um, it, he was a um, daughter of a local rancher named Jeanette Tippett. Um, and during the first game in 1925, Ms. Tippett said, show in your playing the same fighting spirit so evident um, in the Lobo. Um, to which um, Townsend replied, the team will fight as entirely and as bravely as a Lobo. It would not be until 1966 that the school obtained another Lobo. Um, uh, uh, Miss Sully in uh, 1972 was the um, Lobo. In the 1921 archives, um, Big Ben Bryan um, was the original Lobo. So, Miss um, Sully passed away in 1974, and um, Sol Roth never uses a live Lobo as its mascot, but um, the each member of the cheerleading squad dons a Lobo, um, a Lobo costume um, each year to um, to help cheer on the teams and meet and greet everyone in the, fa in the with the fans on and off campus. So, Sol Roth um, is down in Texas. Um, and it's Division Three school. Tune in next week. At, tune in in two weeks as I spotlight another Division Three mascot, um, in which I'll go through its history and also uh, spotlight why it's important to the university. My name is Sam Vibrak, reporting for Inside D Three.